Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? <laughs> yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. This episode is sponsored by Joe Middleton, founder of Franchise Business School, helping franchisors and aspiring franchisors strategically turbocharge their business growth through a range of comprehensive online masterclasses, exclusive membership, and one-to-one mentoring. Head over to FranchiseBusinessSchool.com to find out more. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. I am absolutely thrilled to introduce the lovely Brooke Bounds, who is a trauma coach. Hello, Brooke, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because I think it's going to be a little bit different from the normal conversations that I have on this podcast. So let's start by you telling my listeners a little bit about you and what it is that you do. Okay. Um, like you said, um, I'm a trauma coach. And I actually got dubbed by one of my clients as being the, the breakthrough trauma coach because I help people to break through the, the reasons why they're stuck in their trauma and they can't move forward in, in their business and in their lives. Um, and I, I, that's what I do. I help people to understand things that have happened in their childhood that are holding them back and the beliefs that they're holding them back for them to move forward. And as you know, Charlie, you know, a lot of people with sales and stuff worry about what people are going to think and, you know, can I do it and the belief system that's running behind them. And the reason I'm, I do this, I'm so passionate about it, is because I grew up with a very narcissistic mother. And um, she told me, like, from, from the word go, that she hates me. She wished that I was bought. Um, died at birth that I'll never amount to anything nobody will ever love me so don't even bother trying because when if I did try to do anything people would just laugh at me and I would be considered a show-off so that you know was a real kind of thing that I heard day in and day out from her so I grew up with no self-confidence no self-esteem and I just didn't think I would be ever amount to anything but when I sort of like grew up and realized that actually it was her beliefs that she was implanting on me because she wasn't um, secure in, in her life and how she felt about herself. I, I realized I actually need to think about my own beliefs and, and having ones that would help me to move forward in my life rather than using those inherited beliefs from her. And I jumped straight out the frying pan into the fire and ended up in a narcissistic relationship. You know, and I got the same sort of treatment to me that was kind of like normal. And then it came to a point where um, I got to the stage where I actually ended up with whiplash and concussion where I got thrown against the wardrobe by, by my husband in he was in a rage about something. I thought, this has to stop. I thought the, the common denominator is me. So I need to work on my mindset. So I spent years working on my mindset thinking, right, I've got a strong mindset. I can do anything. I can do this. But I still felt like my heart was pounding out of my chest. My palms really sweaty. I thought, this doesn't feel right. You know, all this feel the fear and do it anyway. So I then got, you know, involved in like trauma and understanding how trauma gets trapped into the body. So now instead of like feeling the fear and doing it anyway, I feel that fear, find out where it's coming from, kind of eradicate that fear and then go on and enjoy doing whatever I, I need to do, 
to enjoy and do. And that's what I help my clients with. It's that uh, trauma that's trapped in their body and that fight flight response that causes that, that will stop them actually taking that that action to do things. You know, the classic one is like, I don't want to do a Facebook live because I'll forget everything I'm going to say. And, and that's true because when you're scared of something, your body reacts and you kind of like take a sharp in, uh, in breath and, and it sends a signal to your subconscious mind to say, uh-oh, there's danger. So we're not going to do that. So they have a procrastinating part come in or a self-sabotaging part to stop you from doing what you want to do, i.e. the Facebook live, because your body's going into that reacting stage rather than actually thinking about things because everything's going to the major organs for you to physically run from something or physically fight something so you can't think because you're in the action mode at the time so that's why we actually think oh my goodness my, my mind's gone blank I just can't think and that's why because you've gone into that fight or flight um response it's so amazing for me listening to this because that story I am imagining somebody who is like shy and with low self-esteem and is nervous to do things and all of that. But the Brooke that I know, and obviously we've worked together, you're in my mastermind, so I feel like I know you quite well. The Brooke that I know is like, takes any challenge that I throw at her, isn't afraid of doing anything. So what I want to know is how on earth did you go from, you know, feeling like you were worthless to actually owning it and just like, well, helping other people overcome their trauma, but also smashing your own business and, and grow your own business and smashing your sales and doing all the things that you're doing now. It's quite interesting because what I work on with people is because a lot of my clients come to me and say, I just feel like I've lost myself along the way. And that's what often happens when you've had a traumatic childhood, especially if you've had a, like a narcissistic mother or, or a very controlling mother, they mold you into what they want. So you kind of lose your identity. Now, I, I, I was convinced I was born a very determined child because when I was born, one of the reasons my mum used to say, I wish you'd died at birth, was I was born with a cord wrapped around my neck which actually caused like a weakness in my whole right side. And the doctor said that I would probably never walk. And if I did, I would never run or ride a bike. But I learned to walk a bit later than, than the average child, child does. And um, we went back to a consultation thing. And I was about five at the time. And the doctor said, that's really amazing that you've learned to walk. But she'll probably never run or ride a bike because her, her right side's too weak. She won't be able to hold the handlebar and push the pedal around at the same time. But in my little mind was my brother could ride a bike and, and my mum was always saying I wish you were normal like the other kids so if I ride a bike I'll be normal and my mum will love me that was the kind of thought I had and I, thought, and I said to the doctor I will ride my bike and I'll come back and show you and that was that a little determined I can remember doing it when I was like one of my first memories when we got home my dad went off to work and my mother sent me in the bedroom to get changed I thought like, I've done something wrong and when I came out of the bedroom, it was the first time that she really let loose on me. I mean, physically and verbally. I said, how, how dare you show up me up in front of the doctors? How dare you say that? You know, they're doctors. They know what they're talking about. You can't do that if they say you can't. And she was so embarrassed because I defied the doctors. And she really like laid into And I can remember kind of putting my hands over my head and curling up into a ball thinking, I need to stay small to stay safe. And I instantly become a very shy, quiet little girl. 
and live my life like that. I was too scared to say anything for fear of the repercussions from my, from my mother. But then, like I said, when I realized that it was her her thoughts and her feelings and her beliefs that I started working on my mindset, and then I realized that actually, I had the pivotal point was when I had had my two boys, and then I got pregnant with my little girl, and I bumped into a friend I hadn't seen for a while. She oh, she said um. Oh, how exciting you're having a third baby. I bet you'd love a little girl. And I went, <gasps> the thought of having a little girl thinking, if I don't get on with my daughter, like I don't get on with my mum, and my mum didn't get on with her mum, because trauma can go back like seven generations. So I really need to like work more on, on me and, and how I feel about me and my belief system, because I don't want to pass it on to the next generation. I want to be a cycle breaker. So I worked really hard at breaking that cycle and thinking, okay, no, when these thoughts pop into my head, oh, you can't do that, you're useless. No, they're my mum's beliefs, mum's thoughts, not what I want to do. What's going to help me and what's going to serve me? So it's getting curious about those thoughts that come into your head. Where have they come from? Are they serving you? And I have so many of my clients say, well, that's the way the women have always done it in our family. Mm. Just because it's the way it's always been done, it doesn't mean to say it's going to be right for you. You can change how you believe and what you think, and you can do things that will serve you at the time because things that work worked for our great grandparents won't work necessarily for us. And it's okay to change the family's things that have always happened in the family. And it's realizing that and getting curious about where those feelings are coming from and where those thoughts are coming from and thinking, are they serving me? And if they are great, use them. And if they're not serving me, okay, let, let's change them. What do you want to have? Think about what you want to have because most women, especially if they've been through childhood trauma, will know everything that they don't want, but they're too scared to say what they do want because they were never allowed to do that as a child. Gosh, that's so interesting, isn't it? And I almost feel like from that five-year-old Brooke who was like, I'm going to learn how to ride a bike. And then you kept yourself small, but that determination that I see in you now was always mm. there, but you just buried it. Yeah, I buried it because it wasn't safe because it wasn't safe for me to be the center of attention or, or to me to have any attention because I would get, you know, verbally or physically abused later on because with having a narcissistic mother, they love to have this, be the center of attention. And if they're not, they will do things to manipulate it to make sure that they are. And so it we become, it's kind of like instinct, okay, I need to stay small and be quiet to be safe because then I'll get into less less trouble. You know, so I would never speak out and do things, you know, and at school I got bullied because I was a weird child because I was too scared to say things in case somebody said something back to my mother that was wrong. So, you know, not only was I bullied at home, I was bullied at, at school and, you know, with a safe environment most people go to, it's like that was my worst nightmare. Going home after school was, was the worst thing that could have possibly happen to me. But, you know, that determination slowly came through. The more I started to heal and work on my trauma and work on my mindset, the more and more determination came through. I mean, my mother even said to me, do not ever tell anybody about your medical issues because if you do, they will run away from you. They will never, ever love you. And it got to a stage where I was speaking on stage. I thought, go go big or go home. So I actually announced to everybody on stage saying that, you know, I've got this medical issue. And I kind of like kind of held my breath a minute thinking everybody's going to get up and walk out. Part of me was thinking that that but nobody did and after everybody was coming up to say oh my goodness that's so amazing that you you learned to walk and you did everything you needed to do because I started off um with my talk I ran on stage and ran across the other bit of stage and saying you know if you doubt yourself 
things won't always work out the way you think but if you believe you can do it you can do it and I'll come back to that bit in the story and, and that was when I talked about you know doctors telling me I, I would never be able to run and I actually ran across the stage to kind of prove a point really so anything's possible and, and that's my motto now is like okay well you know have a go at it yeah you you and I don't ever believe that we fail we either succeed at it or we learn because if you say to your to yourself in your mind okay I'm either going to succeed at this or fail that's a 50 50 chance that you're going to be okay and the other ones are not, not a good outcome but actually if you say I'm going to succeed or learn your mind's more likely to think okay we can we can go for that we can do that because we'll either succeed which is great or we can learn and grow from it which is also a great result yeah I love that and just to round that whole story off for all of my listeners because I know you've got two sons haven't you two daughters grandchildren and you know you've got like a great family and you're super close to them and so you you have broken the cycle I just want to talk to you about Jenna Farmer um Jenna is one of my podcast sponsors she also is in my mastermind and she takes care of all of the PR for Charlie Day sales So if you want to make 2023 the year that you and your business is featured in magazines, newspapers and TV, Jenna Farmer is a journalist and PR who teaches businesses how to consistently get amazing press coverage that helps take their business to the next level. To start your PR journey, join Jenna's free Facebook community and get your business in the media with Jenna Farmer. All of the links for that are in the show notes. Um, You can also follow Jenna on Instagram for quick and easy PR tips. She's Jenna Farmer PR. Go and um, check Jenna out because she is amazing. She's had me featured all over the place, including Red Magazine, um, Forbes. I've been in all sorts of places. So um, Jenna is definitely worth checking out. We are really pleased with the work that she's done for us. Yeah, I've got nine grandchildren at the moment. <laughs> I'll say that because I keep coming like bosses. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't think when I had four children that they'd multiply. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And, and me and my girls, that to end the happy story there, they are like my best friends. They are, are abs- they're 29 and 30 now and they are absolutely amazing. We're really, really close. So yeah, it's it's possible to break those cycles. Yeah. And also, so you've probably heard me saying before, and I know my listeners will have, we're a combination of the five people we spend the most time with. And obviously growing up for you, that's manifested in a lot of negativity because your mom is obviously one of the people that you're spending the most time with. And I I know you don't talk to your mom anymore, do you? No, she cut me off about 10 years ago when I, I ended up like responding to her rather than reacting because she couldn't get what the reaction she wanted. I wasn't any good to her so she just disowned me and so talk to me about like how was that did it did it feel like a weight off your shoulders or was it really tough to go through that because after all she is your mum it it was a, a mixed emotion I was glad that that she didn't bother speaking to me again but I was really close to my dad but he he'd had a stroke a couple of years before and lost a lot of his memory and she filled it with like her her ideas and memories and stuff so um and because she was his carer 
I couldn't see him either. So I kind of lost my dad as well. And I was really close. To, and she always hated the fact that me and him were, were close because any attention that I got from my dad meant she didn't get that attention from my dad. And she never liked that. So it was a blessing that I didn't bother seeing her again. But I, I obviously like miss my dad like crazy. So I think it's great that you did have your dad as, you know, a good role model. And you've obviously had a great relationship with him, which maybe factored into you then creating these positive relationships with your own children as well. Absolutely. I mean, although I had a narcissistic mum, I was very fortunate that I had a great relationship with my dad, my granddad, my dad's dad was amazing. And my mum's sister, my aunt was like a second mum to me. So, so I did have like some good role models in in my life, but they were just, um, I had to be careful because if my mum saw me having too much fun, she would kibosh that, that idea. But yeah, I, I did have an idea of, you know, there were kind, loving people in the world. Not everybody was like my mother as I got older and realised that actually it was her issues and not mine. And I think that's helped me to like realise I needed to get my own beliefs because it was how she felt about herself, not actually how I feel about me. So I could have my own self-worth and my own identity. And that's sometimes what I say to business owners as well, you know, with this whole idea of you're surrounded by the five people who have the biggest influence on your life, you know, and I, I'm not saying that you need to cut people out if they're not supportive of, of you and your business, but it's certainly a good idea to think about who does have a positive impact, who should you surround yourself with, who should you have those conversations with about your business because you know that they're going to lift you up. Absolutely. You know, and like a lot of people in, in who I deal with, when they say things that their mothers have done, people that haven't got narcissistic mothers will go, well, surely she didn't mean it that way. Maybe she's not that bad because they don't get it. And I'm glad that people don't get it because that means they had a great relationship. But it is, it's talking to people that get it and understand not only the the successes as well, but the downtimes when you just feel, oh, you know, this is just all going wrong. Ah, <laughs> it's like, you know, and I'm, I'm fortunate I can come and talk to you and go, Charlie, you know and it because it's not all all roses you know when you're in business it's a bit like being on a roller coaster you have your ups and downs all all the time and and that's life so it's just and I'm always saying well you know life is just life in but it's having that great support system and I'm very fortunate that I've got some amazing mentors and coaches in, in my life that that helped me because you know I wouldn't be where I I am today if it wasn't for for those amazing coaches and mentors including yourself I would love to know, because I'm always keen for my listeners, if if they're like listening, going, oh my gosh, like I am resonating with this so much. Like this is me. Maybe they've got a narcissistic parent or they're just recognizing that they've got some trauma, which is maybe holding them back in their business. I would love to chat through some um, sort of tangible things that you can do, you know, when you're talking about feeling the fear and leaning into it. And I, I'm hands up. I've said that to clients before, feel the fear and do it anyway. But I understand through getting to know you and working with you that actually that isn't always the healthiest thing to do. Yes, there's there's an element of like, we have to do these things as a business owner and we have to embrace them. But if they're causing you that much trauma in your body, there's something more going on which you need to address. So talk to my listeners about what maybe the first steps are, some tangible things that they could take away and, and go and do. Okay, well, just, just first to sort of like say something. You don't have to have a narcissistic mother to have trauma in your life. You can have a trauma by, um, like I wrote in, in my book about one client who hated maths because when she was eight, she went to do a math sum on the board and the teacher said, you're rubbish at maths and threw the board rubber at her. And after that, she just, you know, because it's a 
So you don't have to have like a major thing in your life, like a narcissistic mother or a big car accident or been fighting in a war to have a trauma. It can be one sentence that set you as a child that sticks with you. But yeah. there's lots of tangible things you can do is, is is notice those thoughts that come up in your mind. Notice what your body's feeling because your body's always giving us feedback and talking to us. So it's like I remember going on stage once and um, I had this voice pop into my head and I talk about my voice in the in the, in the book. It's like ha that voice that comes into your head, give it a name, make it a funny character. Now, mine's Gertrude. And if you're old enough to remember Mr. Magoo, the cartoon character mine's a female version of that she's a little old lady with great big black glasses a butt gray bun wrinkly stockings and she talks a bit like this so when I have that voice pop into my head I just start giggling and that's what we call a pattern interrupt so that kind of relaxes because we're giggling anyway and this voice said what do you think you're doing I was at the back of the stage getting all mic'd up to go on stage and I thought if this was like 15 20 years ago I'd have probably gone running in the toilets go I don't know what I did instead of like trying to push that thought away because when you try and push those sort of thoughts away they will come back even hard until they get an answer they're a bit like a five-year-old until they get the response they're going to be there on that case and I just said I'm going to go on stage I'm going to inspire some people and even if I just impact one person my job is done here and that voice just kind of like disappeared it's like okay well she knows what she's doing so there's no point trying to like and if you just imagine your voice it's like a scared five-year-old just checking in making sure that I'll, I'll be all right to do this because I feel a bit scared. And it's like, yeah, I am all right to do this because I've got the evidence from I did this before and it worked and I did that before and it worked. And it's just building up that evidence. And it's like when people come to me and say, I'd love to be as confident as you are. How do I get that confident? You get confident by taking the action and building up that evidence. You know, you don't confidently jump in the car for the first time and learn to drive brilliantly. You you do those baby steps, you have those lessons and, and you make the mistakes, you stall the car and do these things along the way. So it's it's actually thinking, okay, what's one step I can take today to move towards my, my goal? And how does that make me feel in my body? What, what feelings coming up for me? And just sit and, and feel those feelings. Like, am I feeling angry? Am I feeling upset? Am I feeling anxious? And when we do, think about how you can like just calm your body down. And know a real quick way to do it, and it always makes me giggle to do it, and I love it, is be a bit like a pig and go like sniffing twice, like you're, you know, a pig sniffs around, and then breathe out really, really slowly, a long breath, because that will start to calm your nervous system down. And if you do that a couple of times, it then calms like your heart rate down. So it sends a signal to your subconscious mind, okay, I'm calm, so therefore I must be safe. I'm okay to proceed and do what I need to do next and then if you go to do the next step and you feel oh, okay that's too big of a step do the same process again but obviously I, I, I'll go a lot deeper than that with my clients when I talk about the inner child work and we do a lot of work with what I call parts because you know, people say oh I'm really anxious or I'm really angry or I'm really scared you're not angry you're not anxious you're not scared a part of you is coming in and it protects you from things that your inner child is feel scared of so if you don't feel good enough or don't feel worthy to go out there and, and reach out to maybe um, a client that you thought would be your ideal client and you feel scared, a procrastinating part or a self-sabotaging part will come in to stop you from doing that, to keep you safe. And it'll be like, tick, job done. I've kept her small, kept her safe. So I've done my job here. And that's uh, parts always come up with a very good intention but it doesn't always mean to say the outcome is is, is good like emotional eating is is a, 
a protector part as well there which isn't always a good outcome because you can end up putting loads of weight and causing issues but it's it's a comfort for you as well so get curious when a when when you feel angry or you feel upset don't say i am angry or i am scared say oh a part of me has come up that's scared why why is that scared part come up what's my inner child need to, to feel that she's worthy, that she's good enough and that she's important so I can carry on and do that task that I want to do. And I get this all the time with follow-up. You know, I talk about follow-up all the time. And, and like most people are too scared to follow up. Mm. And I just, I can't get my head around that. You know, they've had an inquiry, let's say, and then they need to follow up with them and say, hey, do you want to buy? But they're too scared to do that. Yeah, because it's like, what will people think of me? People think I'm bothering them, especially if you've, if you've grown up with, with, even if you've got a mother that you think, well, actually, she wasn't a narcissist. But if your mother constantly says, oh, no, don't do that, you'll be bothering people. Don't do that, you'll be bothering people. So your your body's like, I can't do that because I'll be bothering people and, and people don't like to be bothered. You know, my mother used to have this huge thing about, what would the neighbours think? Which I felt was really bizarre because we lived on a farm and our closest neighbours were the, was the farm like two miles down the road. So we didn't technically have neighbours, but I was a real tomboy and I'd throw on any kind of T-shirt and jeans and, oh, no, you can't wear that. What will, what will the neighbours think? I'm like, I don't care what the neighbours think, but but because her inner child wound of not feeling good enough as a parent, if I, I wasn't dressed appropriately in her eyes, was that... I had to wear what she thought was, was was best for me to wear so people would think that she's a good mother. Yeah, and it's interesting because obviously the majority of people I work with are female and there are way, way more people talking about sales who are male. Often when I go to these sales conventions, I'm the only person there who's female or I'm certainly the only person there who's female and wearing pink and loves Disney and is sort of step ball changing around the room. Um, and I think that, you know, as little girls, we were told to be seen and not heard. We were yeah. told to be good. Whereas our male counterparts of the same age were not told those things. And so it's not surprising that they are leading the world of sales, even though I think that females have got all the best attributes, good listening, good understanding. But you know, the the men haven't been conditioned to sit back and, you know, not push themselves forward. And it's so interesting. And I'm literally on a mission to be like, let's turn this around. Like, let's Absolutely, go out there yeah. and, and tell everyone what we do. Like, shout it from the rooftops. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, because you hear, Shh, good girls don't, don't shout out. Good girls don't do this. So it's like, okay, if I follow up and I bother somebody, I'm not a good girl. Now, we're not logically thinking that, but our bodies remember everything so they're like whoa hold on so we go again that sharp intake of breath or our, or our heart starts beating faster which is again sends a signal to a subconscious mind no that's not safe to do that we know logically we are safe to do that but because it's tra that trauma is trapped in our body you know and like I said it's a trauma from oh my goodness you know girls don't do that girl you know what we've heard from our, our mothers and our grandmothers because our mothers didn't do that and we watch what our mothers and our grandmothers do. And if our mothers were like people pleasers and put everybody else first, we think we have to put everybody else first and what we want doesn't matter. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, and I'm on a mission the same as you, but in a different way to, to ha get women to go for what they want, to yeah. shout out about what they want. And my biggest revelation, I think about 
shouting out about things that I did was when I wrote my book, I decided to write and publish it in 90 days. And I documented it on Facebook every day. And I had so many people saying, I'm loving on coming on this journey with you. You're so inspiring. I'm loving that you're sharing it with us. And I didn't have one single person say, can you stop showing up and putting a post on Facebook about your book? We're sick of hearing it. Not one, you know, if people said about it, they never actually spoke to me about it, which is fine because I don't know about it. So, so yeah, so it's, we have this perception that we're bothering people, but actually, you know, people need to hear about our services. People need to hear how to get great sales like you. People need to hear, you know, what you're achieving and what you're doing and they're inspired by it and, and they, they love it because you're inspiring other people. Whilst I was writing the book, even though before I got the book sales, I had people starting their own business, going for new jobs, going for promotions. And one person said, I've even asked somebody out that I've been wanting to ask out for a couple of months. I thought, if you can write a book and publish it in 90 days, surely I can just ask somebody out for a cup of coffee. So as far as I was concerned, the book was a success before it was even published because it inspired so many people to, to think, what do I want and go for it? Yeah, I think you're so right. And one thing that you just said there was um, we don't want to be a show off. And I hear that all of the time. And I think probably if you were to take some of my posts and some of the stuff that I put out there, I maybe would fall into that category of show off. And I'm doing inverted commas here because I obviously don't mean it. Um, but the thing is, I know personally, because I look at my insights and I've got an ear to the ground as to what people enjoy me talking about. And I know that those sort of posts where I tell people something that's happened or something that I'm proud of, or, you know, take them on a journey like you did, that they love that sort of stuff. And I also know as a consumer, I love reading people's success stories. I love hearing, I love that much more than somebody moaning about something, someone complaining. Yeah. I love that inspirational stuff. So actually show off more. That's what I think. Absolutely. Because we think that everybody sees every post we do, but as you know, I think it's about 1%. You probably know the stats better than me, but people don't see because I actually did an experiment because I, I like to, to do fun things because I get bored easily so when I did my very first boot camp I had a small group of like 200 people and I just um, promoted it in there and I, I thought I'm going to do a post four times a day for five days to see to make sure everybody sees it and even when the cutoff point was I had people messaging me saying oh, I'd have joined your boot camp if I'd have known about it I'm like how could you have missed it? But some people don't go on Facebook like us business people do every day. So, so get out there, post it as you know. The more you can do it, inspire people because it's it's just a lovely feeling. Let's inspire people rather than you know have people feeling negative because we're just moaning about stuff. Yeah, and at the end of the day, like everybody who's listening to this podcast, everyone you know in the Entrepreneurs Growth Club, they've got an amazing gift to share. That's why they're here. That's why they're doing their own business. So go and share it. Absolutely, yeah. And I found the more I've shared my story and the more vulnerable I've got and the more mistakes I make along the way and I share them as well, the the more business my grows. And it, it's absolutely amazing because people can relate to that. Are there any practices that you do on a daily basis that help you and help to sort of like regulate your nervous system um, and things like that? I'm thinking like meditation cold showers that sort of thing yeah yeah um I do do a cold shower every day not not for like my nervous system but it's really good for my circulation but it does help your nervous system as well but when I wake up every morning and I've done this for years and it's and there's a scientific reason behind it as well I say I'm amazing it's amazing day and something amazing is going to happen because what that does 
is it it clicks in what's called your reticular activating system and it's a bit like if you decided to buy a a, a blue car that make a model of, of car that that you want you suddenly see everywhere and it's not because the the own the, the makers of that car thought oh charlie wants to buy a new blue you know mercedes will say they just you know you just suddenly see them everywhere where they are i and I remember when I got pregnant, I thought, blimey, there's loads of pregnant women everywhere because I, I was aware of it because I, that was what I was thinking about. So because I say I'm amazing, it's an amazing day. Something amazing is going to happen. My mind looks for amazing things to happen. And every day something amazing happens, whether it's a small thing or it's a great thing, like amazing today's happened that I'm on your podcast, which is amazing. <laughs> you know, so it's... um. And in, in thinking about that, because, you know, I have clients come to me and say, oh, you know, I just don't want to be in debt anymore. Stop talking about debt. What do you want? And it's thinking about the things that you want, because we're very good at listing. Like often I say to my clients, what do you want? I don't know. But I can tell you all the things I don't want. I said, right, write out a list of the things you don't want and let's flip it to find out what you do want and go for that. And it is, is that and I go. I make sure I've got self-care booked in my diary before anything else. I always have my lunches booked out, my breaks booked out. I never book clients like back to back. I always make sure I have like 10, 15 minutes at least so I can go outside, stretch my legs, have a drink. And it's really just looking after yourself and, and being aware of your body, knowing what your body's like and how you work. You know, if you try to get on a call with me first thing in the morning, you'd get no sense out of me because I'm just no good in the morning. But I, I start my client day at like 10, 11 o'clock because I know that's that's when I'm I'm better. So it's it's getting to know yourself, getting in touch with your body and, and what works for you. Just because, you know, there's a 5 a.m. club and you're a night out, the 5 a.m. club isn't going to work for you. And it's okay that it doesn't work for you. So it's being able to feel it's okay to just to be you and, and to be who you are and discovering who that person is. Because I can remember seeing posts saying, be your authentic you. And I can remember thinking, I would, but I don't know who I am because I've got lost along the way. But now I know who I, who my authentic person is. And and I love my weird, quirky, determined, strange, fun-loving person that I am, you know. And if nobody else likes me, then, you know, that's their issue, not mine. <laughs> I absolutely love that, Brooke. Um, Brooke, I end all of my podcasts in the same way. So tell me, who inspires you? Well, you, you've definitely got to be one of my, my top people that inspires me because you just, you take the action. It's like you're, you're not just talking it, you you do the action as well. And and that's what I, I get my clients to do. Like we, we do things like, okay, what do you want to do? Right? What's the first step you can do to do that? Let's start taking the action. Let's start being that person that, that you, you truly are. You've got to take the action, haven't you? That's what I say. You can turn up to these things and listen and do the learning. But if you're not going to take the action, there's no point. Exactly. Um, tell me a book that you would recommend. Uh, well, I've got to say it, haven't I? Because it's got it. You've got it. <laughs> my book, you can have it. How to break through self sabotage. Um, it's a it's twelve chapters with an exercise at the end of each chapter. Because I've found reading a lot of self help books that they haven't got an exercise to do the actions. So it's mm. like there's an action to take at the end of every exercise, and it breaks down like you can go, dip into each um, chapter if you want to, or you can go through it as a process from, from chapter one to chapter 12. So um, it's got different stories in there as well. So um, it was a game changer for me because actually, you know, coming an author and thinking, you know, getting rid of those doubts of like, you know, is anybody going to want to read my book? 
yeah and people do read it and people buy it every day so it's great getting those nice little royalty pings yeah. into my bank account every month <laughs> you can have it um I'm gonna yeah that in the show notes so that people can um, go to Amazon. Yeah, they can get it on Amazon in whatever country they live in. Um, and finally, Brooke, can you give me a piece of advice for a fellow entrepreneur? Be yourself. Just go out there as yourself because nobody else can do you like you. And when you're yourself, you'll be aligned with how you want to do things. You know, it's great. You know, you're amazing at, at being Charlie and doing great things. And you can teach us lots of things, but we, we, well, when we tweak them to do them the way that suits us, that's when we really do do fly. You know, like I said, the 5 a.m. club will work for some people and it won't work for other people. So it's just, you know, find out who you are. And if you're not sure how to find out who you are, you know, feel free to get in touch. You know, I'll, I'll happily have a chat with you. I do do a complimentary 30-minute call. And, and discover who you are because a lot of people don't know who they are so that's why they tend to oh I'll, I'll do it charlie's way or i'll do it joe bloggs's way but that way isn't going to work because they're they're not you and they're not joe Bloggs. so just be you and enjoy the process absolutely thank you so much brooke tell my listeners where they can find out about you and um, they can email me at brooke at brookebounds.com or they can join me on facebook tiktok or instagram and i'll give you the links to pop in the show notes so um so yeah if anybody emails me i do answer all my emails personally so um i'd love to hear from you and let, let me know what you think amazing thank you so much brooke you've been a pleasure to have on my podcast thank you for having me my final podcast sponsor for this episode is natalie skinner at the fixer Natalie is absolutely fabulous. And if you are wearing too many hats, trying to do a million and one things and finding that there are never enough hours in the day, then maybe it's time to work smarter rather than harder and introduce proven tools and systems that can keep your business moving forward without the overwhelm or stress. Not sure where to start? Natalie Skinner at the Fixer specializes in putting systems and processes in place to transform your customer journey, allowing you to scale with ease and reclaim your time to focus on what really matters to you. You can get in touch with Natalie in the show notes are all her contact details. Thanks for listening.